December, and a young man was dealing with what we would now call seasonal affective disorder. You know what sad is? It's, it's this, as, as the days get shorter, the sunlight gets less, it's harder to have uh, cheery thoughts for some people. And this, this young man was, was struggling with that seasonal affective disorder, seasonal depression, often called. And, and he was talking with a friend who said, you know, maybe you need to talk with somebody. And so they had a friend who, who uh, thought of themselves as a counselor. And, and in the old, older days before professional degrees, you would talk with friends or with uh, pastors or, or somebody who sort of knew something about relationships. And so, so he went and, and sat down at this person's makeshift office. And, and when, when she saw he had come by, he, she, she jumped over there and, and she changed the sign from the doctor is in to the doctor is real in. And he said, I, I don't know why. I, I know Christmas is supposed to be a happy time, but, but I'm, I can't find the joy. And Lucy said, Charlie. Some of you know where we're going. Tell me what, what you're afraid of, because if you tell me what you're afraid of, then we'll have a name for it and we can label you. And so, so she said, are, are you afraid of this and that? And, and are you afraid of climbing stairs? It's climacophobia, which is an actual thing. I looked it up. I thought it was very, I thought it was only there in Charlie Brown's Christmas story. But it is a real thing, climacophobia. He said, no. And maybe you have pantophobia, fear of everything. And he said, that's it, right? And she does the boom, 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 boom. After they have their conversation and she offers him the opportunity, because you need some involvement, Charlie Brown. That's what you need. Um, she says, by the way, I also understand this because I, I get frustrated at Christmas time too because I never get what I really want. Well, what is it you really want, Lucy? What did she say? Real estate. That's right. I want real estate. When I say that a new kind of church engages increasing real estate from each Jesus follower, am I saying that that's what I want for Christmas, real estate? I mean, please don't misunderstand. If you have a farm in upstate New York you want to donate to the church, we will happily receive it. But what I am talking about is not this, this tangible land holding, but rather the real estate of your life. Your life is, is your relational network. Your, your life is the wisdom you have earned from life lived. Your, your life is, consists of, of your gifts and your talents. Your life consists of, of that relational network of all of the stuff of you. And, and let me ask you the question, how much of that stuff of you do you want to have God in charge of? Some of it? A little bit of it? All of it? And you'll note, I, I forgot to do the discipleship picture during the, go ahead and pop that up, that they changed, the disciples here in the scripture changed the understanding of, of what discipleship, what, what being a part of the people of God meant. They pulled out this land and they pulled out the idea of family as being genetically related to Abraham. 
And we've understood discipleship a little bit differently here. A disciple of Jesus Christ is a follower of Jesus Christ for life. We have a life of worship, a life of hospitality, a life opening to Jesus, a life obeying to Jesus, a life of service, and a life of generosity. How many of you are always obedient to Jesus? Anybody? Let me ask you a different question. How many of you are always obedient to the traffic laws? A life of service. This is a life that is developing. Does that make sense? My expectation is not that you have all of your life under the sway of God. My expectation is that we are a church that is engaging more and more of who you are for the kingdom of God. Does that make sense? I don't want, I don't want you to say I'm disqualified because, you know, we're supposed to be generous and I saw somebody asking for help and I said, sucks to be you and walked on. I don't, that's, so we'll have those days, right? It's okay. It's all right. We'll have the days when we don't get it right. When we're supposed to be a life of hospitality, of welcoming somebody and saying, no matter what, you're welcome here. And there are some people who were like, we see them and we go the other way, right? Anybody have that? There will be times like that. There will be times. The, the goal is not that we are perfect every time. The goal is that we are moving in the direction of Jesus. That's the goal. And the disciples in this story this morning, they saw they needed to give more ground. And so they literally sold their buildings and their houses and their land. What I'm asking you to do is if God leads you to do that, be obedient to Jesus. But more importantly, giving this life, your stuff, who you are, the stuff of you, your relationships, your intentions, your wisdom, giving that ground to God. And this last week, I asked on our Facebook poll, where does God need to gain ground in your world? Where are there places where you see that, that we are holding on, we, we are holding back like a two-year-old grabbing our toy and saying, no, where, where do you see that? Some of the answers I got were things like, we need to be a people of prayer, actually, not just thoughts and prayers, right? We need to be a people of, of kindness instead of judgment, Right? Um, we need to, I have these written down because I knew I would forget them. We need basic human rights available to everybody. Empathy, compassion, kindness, grace. Something I wrote but can't read. I still can't read it. Something very important that was the secret of the universe. Um, these, are, these are all things that where we see a need out there for, for, for progress to be made. But, but those aren't the only places, right? Where in your family, where in your world, where in your neighborhood, where in your work, where in our community, in our state, our country, our world, is there a need for God to show up? Just think about that for a moment. Just take a deep breath.
God, please show up. And, and I want you here in this moment of prayer and meditation just to lift those areas up, and then I want you to pray with me. Holy Spirit, you've heard the places where we need to see you. God, you heard the places we need you to show up. Please show up. So take a deep breath in. And speak those places right now. For health, for peace, in our politics, in our neighborhoods, family. Ukraine. Would you pray with me? God, you have heard the places we need you to show up. Please show up. Please show up. In the story this morning, the disciples saw where they needed God to show up. There were people who were struggling. They did not form a committee. They did not form a search to see maybe we should have somebody else do it. They, had, they saw the need. They had resources. They made the need be met, right? They saw the need. They made it happen. They gave of themselves. They had a real estate literal to give to help meet a need. And so they did. There are needs in your world, those places you need God to show up, right? You're not in this alone. Because you may be looking at that situation going, I have no idea what to do. But if you look around you, there are people in this room who've been at least in the same uh, road system, if not on that same part of the highway that you're going on, who may know a thing or two of how to get from point A to point B. There are people in this room who have wisdom. How many of you have lived life? How many of you have the wrinkles to show for it? When people tell me I don't have anything worth giving, I tell you your experience is a priceless gift. It is part of the real estate of your life that God has invited you to give to make somebody else's life better. You are not just a child of God, but you and all your experience, warts and all, are a gift of God to somebody else. Look at somebody near you and say, you are a gift to God. You are a gift from God. I want you to say it like I would believe it. Because there's days when I don't feel like a gift from God, right? There are days when I don't act like a gift from God. Anybody with me in that boat? You are a gift from God. Vern, you're a gift from God, and I'm glad you're here today. Look like you're feeling better, sir. Look at somebody and tell them like that. Go. Bambi, you're a gift from God. God, you've heard the places we need you to show up. Please show up. And you know what God says? I'm going to show up in you.
I'm going to show up in you. But we have to give of ourselves. And like I said earlier, you don't have to get it right all at once, just a little bit a day. And there, it'll be like the tide. There are days when we're coming in and it's going great. And there's days when we're coming back and it's like, woohoo! didn't quite get that right. God's grace is in it all, right? Because how many of you need help when it's going all right? How many of you need to know the experience of getting up from falling down? Right? Lord, have mercy. My hope and my prayer for you, what I want for Christmas is more real estate. If you have a farm in upstate New York, donate it. Great. I'm happy. But the real estate I'm talking about is I want for my life, everywhere my foot falls, that I would leave a drop of grace behind. My hope is that I would have for Christmas more of the real estate of my life given to the Christ child. My hope is that for my life, more and more of me is, is in more and more of Christ. And that's my hope for you too. Come, Holy Spirit, come and fill the hearts of the faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be recreated, and you shall renew the face of the earth. My hope and my prayer for you is that you will give real estate this year for Christmas. And when you give that to God, it, it is, it's not because God is poor. It's because God gives you the opportunity when you, you give that to God to experience some amazing things. That's what happened in the story this morning. They gave and they saw amazing things happen. How many of you have somebody in your life who needs a little bit of hope? When you get to give that to them, isn't that a good thing? Now, there are times when the church says, I want you to do more. I want you to do more. But in order to do that, sometimes you may need to do less. The disciples stopped doing some things so that they could be a part of the people of God. Sometimes in order to gain ground that's good, you have to give up ground you're not using anymore. Or things that are unfruitful for you. Or relationships. How many of you have somebody who you try and try and try and it's just going nowhere? Anybody have some people in your life who it's like, I am beating my head against the wall. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 7, don't cast your pearls before swine. He's not saying it's okay for you to call them a pig. What he's saying is there are some people who you'll give good gifts to and they are just not in a place to hear it. Stop. Love them, but Stop. Give the pearls to the people who receive pearls. Because you are a gift from God. You are a gift from God. The, the farming phrase for this is to let the ground go fallow, to rest. In Scripture, it's called Sabbath. Every seven years, let the land rest. Before we do those things, 
We may have to stop that are, that are going to matter. We may need to stop doing some other things. Some of y'all may need to lay some stuff down. During the pandemic, a lot of people laid some stuff down, which is good. I don't want you to do more things. I want the things you do to matter more. Does that make sense? Roger, I'm not asking you to fill your schedule. I'm asking you to fill your life with things that matter. Wouldn't it be nice to not have stuff that doesn't matter cluttering around? Instead of doing more things, let's do things that matter more. So there may be some things that we have to let go of, relinquish, so that we can receive other things. Students, that does not mean you cannot do your homework. Pastor said I need to not do things that matter. This doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Just going to put that out there. Okay? Can't say that. So, relinquish game time for homework. Ooh, now you're meddling. So, this is what it means to gain real estate for God. You may have to let something lie fallow so that you can do something that matters. That's good. This, I asked a question of, of some of the staff this week, and Carol Yerian sent me this. And this is what I want you to do this week. She said, one of Richard's, Richard Rohr's daily meditations this week, he talked about the deep gift of listening as being one of the most powerful gifts we have. How many of you have ever experienced that? Somebody listening to you. Yeah. It's a gift, isn't it? As the band comes up, thank you, Jake, for reminding me. It's slowing down in silence, waiting and listening to God. I feel that if you sit with someone and are actually willing to listen to what they say, putting aside your judgments and expectations, some amazing things can happen. Isn't that great? If you just sit with someone and are actually willing to listen to what they say, putting aside your judgments and expectations, some amazing things can happen. Holy Spirit, help me slow down so I can listen to you and those you love this week. Help me see what amazing things can happen when I listen without judgment and help me hear what ground is ready to rest, what ground is ready to grow for you. Would you pray with me? Holy Spirit, help me slow down and hear you all around me. So this week, here's what I want you to do. This week, when you have a thousand things calling on your attention, stop, pause, take a deep breath. <sighs> Holy Spirit, pray with me. Holy Spirit, help me slow down and hear you all around me. In other words, God, help me know what I need to focus on. When you are struggling and, and you're not sure what to do, pause. Holy Spirit, help me slow down and hear you all around me. When you listen for God, when you give your two ears to hear what God's doing in people's lives, you open yourself to what God's doing in you too. One of the ways I want you to do that is, where's, oh, Emily's back with the kids. Um, I'd ask you to pray for Emily uh, Mayer, our, our children's ministry director. She contacted her young 
parents group that she's got, her young mom's group, and said, what, what can we do this fall? And several of them asked for a Sunday school class where they could learn about God and life together. Isn't that good? That's amazing. I was excited about that. And, and she said, so, so we talked about who could lead it and, and, uh, and what to do. And I said, you know what? I think that's a great thing. I've got a couple ideas, so let's get started on that. I need you to pray for her. I need you to open up the real estate of your life because how many of you have some experience? Wow, it got really quiet there. Did you notice that? This is, so last service, the average age is a little bit higher than in here. And I said, you all are a gift from God, right? I think I've shared that with you all. And you all have been through some stuff that can help younger people. What is the ground God is calling you to give? What is the ground God is calling you to give? Because some of y'all know some things about, about walking as, as, as a person who struggles. And we as a church believe that God has called us to welcome everybody, walk with those who struggle, and focus on children, right? So that's what we're going to do. So I invite you to pray for her and pray with her for that ministry, but I also invite you to open up the real estate of your life to care for those young people, to walk alongside those who are leading the class and share your wisdom. Maybe walk alongside those kids of those parents and read them a story. They need people building into their lives, right? We know this. The more adults build into a child's life, the more successful that child will be, right? How many of y'all, if you saw a kid crying on their own, would go, sucks to be you, and walk on? What would you do? You'd stop. I saw that. I saw you say, yeah, I'm, I'm walking by. No, we'll work with you later. <laughs> you'd stop. You'd ask, what can I do to help you, right? There are children who are crying without voice or tears for somebody to know and care about them. And you got the ground to give. You got the ground to give. Holy Spirit, help me slow down this week and listen to where you are all around me. Amen.